Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some shows to discuss from whatever promotion we feel like discussing that week. Kick off the show each week talking about all the big news in the business. We uh, mostly stick to Pura, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, this week is episode 57 and we'll be doing our usual roundup of all the wrestling we've watched the past week, including uh, Tokyo Joshi's February 11th Cork and Hall show the AEW Women's Tournament, and some other stuff. But uh, our main topics this week will be uh, Tokyo Joshi's Pro Wrestling uh, Max Hart Tournament and Freedom's uh, February 9th Corgan Hall Show. Uh, I think it's the first week in a little bit where I don't really have a whole lot of negative to say. I really Yay. enjoyed like everything we watched. So if you're for negativity, I guess you have to come somewhere else, go for somewhere else for that. But no, Don't like, worry, we'll be back to it next week. Oh, there's some negative stuff in the news we can talk about, that's for oh, sure. Oh, you... Won't make it negative. I'll get real negative in the news. But as far as like the actual shows we watch, even like the roundup show we watch, I pretty much enjoyed everything we watched. Mm-hmm. I did too. I think it helped because we watched. Oh god, I was literally trying to think everything that we fucking watched. That's not a whole lot. Like it's mostly been Joshi, and then yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, it's like Joshi, AW, Freedoms, Bloodsport. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And then, <laughs> um, you know, when we watched Elimination Chamber, but eh. but uh, other than that, though. uh... Anything exciting going on with you this past week? Uh, you didn't watch a whole lot of anime this week, did you? No, I didn't watch anything. Oh, yeah, we didn't watch uh, Higurashi, did we? We watched the other episode, but yeah. We're still an episode behind again. Yeah, I just can't. Mm. We, we were pretty busy this weekend anyway, just between like, going to the gym and all that stuff and just watching wrestling. and. Pretty much, because it's always Saturday that... Excuse me, you're always busy. Yeah. yeah. I think basically all like Saturday morning we were playing Genshin together because I was trying to help her out with the event before oh, it ends. that's right, yeah. Which we kind of need to finish that tonight probably. Was it done or something? I forget when it ends. Sometime this week. Oh, okay. But, I need to play, so yeah. But yeah, I'm, I guess we can do that later tonight once we eat. But yeah, say so yeah, same old playing Genshin and all that shit. Honestly, the, we, we just took this week off, I think. We didn't watch a whole lot of wrestling in general. On a whim, we watched that uh, Tokyo Joshi Cork and Hall show on, like, Thursday. Because I wanted to watch something, and I was just like, fuck, we hadn't watched that, so... But I'm really yeah. glad we watched it, but we'll talk about that when, with mm-hmm. the roundup, but... Other than that, yeah, I was like, I'm catching up with Hormia and our anime in general. I'm pretty much caught up in everything except for Dr. Stone. Maybe I'll binge that tonight or tomorrow. But I did finally catch up in that Yuri show, uh, uh, Dachi Mamura, and it's fucking manga bait. I fucking... I'm so pissed off when I finished that episode, that show. It's really good. Like, I really enjoyed watching it, but it's, like, one of those shows where it's, like... Not a whole lot happens, and then you get to the end, and still nothing happened. Like, it's pretty much, oh, go read the manga, I guess. See, I can't stand that shit. I'd want but, my non-existent money that I paid for it back. But, yeah, not a whole lot with that. And then, yeah, I I just realized I haven't played Celeste in, like, two weeks, I don't think. So much for me uh, finishing games here. Mm-hmm. I am trying to finish uh, Fire Emblem. Or, not finish it, but actually beat it. Because the first time I played Fire Emblem, I did the uh, Red Hal- or what is it, Red Eagles faction or the house and apparently one of those endings has a bad ending which is like a third of the a third of the length of like every other uh route in the game so i being an idiot mistakenly picked that one the first time i played it so one of the times it's like someday i'm gonna fucking go through and actually finish a full route of that fire emblem three houses mm. but i'm gonna go uh golden deer i kind of started that a couple days like uh like golden a week deer, ago yeah. 
But I might pick that, I'll pick that up sometime this week because I do want to play some games. But then again, fucking uh, Bravely Default Two come out comes out this week. Oh, that's right, twenty so, six. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah. So that's oh, uh, Lord. that's gonna be what I'm doing. Yep. Oh, we, we can talk about that uh, that uh, Nintendo Direct real quick. Did was there really like a whole lot on that? that no. Like there was literally like basically next to nothing that interested me except what was the one called uh, project triangle yeah, or something like, something that, like that which is by the um people that did octopath traveler so, it's like yeah. h2d2 hd i don't know what the name is but Whatever. it's possibly the octopath traveler square enix or there you but go. i've heard a lot of good things about it so like just from the demo so far mm-hmm. so i i need to sit down and play that sometime but i might just wait until after i'm done bravely default 2 because uh bravely default is like one of my favorite series <laughs> like uh i've said it before but i don't think i've said it on here the, the reason i'm call i call myself asphere is because of a spell in that game well it's like one of the classes uh, asper blades but they use a move, move it's called asper it basically changes mm. their weapon type to whatever element they want to basically so that was really cool and i just kind of went with it <laughs> i've been sticking with it for now but enough killing time here it's probably gonna be a shorter episode anyway so let's get through it uh news real quick uh not a whole lot of it uh, Western News, uh, Beyond Wrestling's coming back. They're returning this Thursday on IWTV, and they're going to be running every Thursday for the next six weeks. And uh, currently announced for this week's show is uh, Trisha Dora versus jo- Jordan Oliver. I uh, can't say I'm super excited about the match itself, but I am excited for Trish to be working Beyond, so hopefully they keep bringing her back. Me too, yeah. That was like the main thing I was excited for, is that they're using her now. And they're doing like um like two tournaments too. I didn't really write much down on it, but yeah, they're, they're doing. Isn't like a tag tournament and then something else. A tag tournament, and then it's like a single. It's, it's like a single tournament with like yeah. four people involved, and they're just gonna do a round robin style tournament with only four people. Mm. Things like Dickinson, Deppin, Wheeler Yuta, and I can't. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Oh. I think those four. That's it. And tag tournament, I fuck. I don't know who's in that really. So I didn't really worry about it because i don't know if they've really announced when they're gonna when it's gonna take place so once it more stuff gets announced about it we'll talk about it but either way uh glad, glad to see uh, beyond wrestling's back because i really loved beyond uh, uncharted territory when that was still running mm-hmm. let's see uh gcw news uh we got a gcw title match uh janella versus rsp it's to take place on march 6th and it's uh title versus spring break so i guess if janella loses he has to give spring break to um rsp, RSP. so Janelle's going to win. I think it's a waste of RSP's reign, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's a waste of my fucking time, but... GCW's just not been that good lately, honestly. No. Like, I'm... It's like, I think once it was... Gage got hurt, something... I don't even think it was like when Gage got hurt, because it was kind of... Like, I think man. the last show there's I really liked that much was like Tournament of Death. Or was that the one... The one like... that was at uh, Spring... Not Spring Break. But that was um on uh, Jersey... The... Like, outside. Outside in Jersey Shore, okay. yeah. The one where Cologne won. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good show overall. I think the part of the problem is they're running so fucking much now. Yeah. It's probably like, like they probably reason they need to because probably need money, but I don't know. It hasn't been doing a whole lot for me right now. Mm-mm. That's the AEW news. Uh, Anna Jay is uh, injured and out with a shoulder injury and seems to be out six to 12 months. So she is getting replaced in the women's tournament by, uh, I don't even know what her name is. Maddie, is it like Rinkowski or I don't know. It's the wannabe shit. Bianca the, chick, yeah. I was going to say, it's the wannabe white Bianca chick. So that's all you need to know and not care. So. I mean, Anna was probably going to lose to Britt anyway. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but. I know, but it's just like you legit don't have anyone else. Like, is Swole just. Yeah, so what the fuck is Swole doing? In the doing? water or something? Or is like. But yeah, it's like you kind of. Anyone else that's actually on the <laughs> roster? Like, anyone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello? 
and they kind of took like a match I wasn't that excited for to begin with, and now it made it worse. So I'm like, yeah. Uh, oh well, Britt's gonna get an easy win, so we'll see. That's tonight, so I, guess I hope it's like couple, like literally just like five minutes tops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll say tonight on YouTube, it's uh, Anna, or it's uh, Britt versus that chick, uh, Ty oh, versus yeah. Nyla on the on the American side, and then uh, Japanese side, it's gonna be uh, May Yuka. versus Yoka. Uh, Yuka. I was <laughs> I was like, like May. Um, May, not May. Like I'm, I'm. Jesus, it's Yuka. Emi Sakura and versus Yuka Sakazaki, yeah. and then uh, Aja Kong versus um, Ryo Mizunami. So those two should be pretty good matches. Mm. Oh, and they're doing fucking Thunder Rosa and um, Riho on Sunday, the, the, like this oh, coming Sunday Bleacher on Bleacher Report. Report. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with it because it was gonna be on YouTube anyway, probably if they were more if it wanted My to be on Dynamite. Is pick a fucking like. Pick, pick a platform. Place. Yeah, like, that's really my main complaint is, like, Tony. J- just just stick with fucking YouTube. And then Tony was tweeting through it on fucking Twitter when they announced it. Like, just, I don't know. Stop trying to justify your shitty decisions for why your women are booked so poorly. Like, shut up. But I don't even want to talk about that. So, yeah, and last bit, we'll kind of talk about it with the Elimination Chamber when we talk, get to it. But uh, Roman versus Edge is set for WrestleMania. One of the main events. They were calling it the main event, but it's two nights. I hate shit like that when they say like, "Oh, this is the main event." I'm like, "No." Or it's like a double main event. And I'm like, "There's only one main event." I hate when promoters try to say like, "Oh, it's a double main event, a triple main event, and shit like that." I'm like, "There's only triple main event. Everything is the main event." I'm like, "There's only one main event. It's the last match of the evening." Just, I don't know. But anyway, uh, Roman vs. Edge should be interesting. I guess I have no fucking idea what they're gonna do. Well, I well we kind of do now, but let's talk about it in the chamber after the, when we get to it. Uh, say, uh, Joshi News, uh, meant to mention this last week, but I didn't put it on the dock, that, uh, Kyoko Kimura has announced that there's gonna be a Hanakamura Memorial Show on May 23rd, which is the, uh, anniversary of her death, and, uh, it seems like her and Bushiroad are in, in stardom are kinda working it out now, so it looks like there's probably gonna be some stardom wrestlers on the show, so hopefully, uh, they get some people on here, and nice little celebration of her death, I kinda be kind of really weird that it's not, it's not weird, but I don't know. That it's on the anniversary of her death. That's just I don't know. Yeah. I get why they're doing it. It's just I don't know. Hopefully that airs somewhere. I'm assuming if they it'll probably be on like Samurai or something. Hopefully if they can get it. I just hope there's a way for uh, us in the West to see it. Uh, let's see. Uh, stardom news. Uh, we got the uh, match lineup for Budokan full and in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first four matches of the show are gonna air live on YouTube. The pre-show is uh, Natsumi challenging Izumi for the high-speed title, and Natsuko and Saki challenging the new champions, Micah and Himika, for the tag titles. So, damn, I can't even get on the fucking main show. Nope. Opening match of the main show is going to be the Battle Royale. Uh, second match is Momo and I. Like, that's surprising to me that that's, like, the, technically the second match of the night. Uh, Konami challenging Siri for the SWA title, so that should be a fucking banger. I can't wait for that. Uh, Mai versus Yoshiko also going to be great. Uh, semi-main event, Utami versus Saya for the red belt. I'm honestly kind of surprised they actually went with that in the semi-main. Well, yeah, that's a brave choice. But main events is uh, Julia defending the white belt versus Tam in a hair versus hair match. The worst choice of fucking all time, I think. Like, I think it's pretty obvious Tam's probably going to win. But the fact that it's the main event now makes me want Tam to lose even more. I want both to lose. Is there a way? I don't think so. I'll make a way. But... Uh, the rest of the show is going to air on Samurai live that day, so it'll end up somewhere. Let's see. Uh, Dragon Gate News. Uh, 
Hyo challenging for the Brave Gate has been made official for the March 6th show. He's going to be facing Kaido, not Kaido, Kaido Chida. He's not the champion anymore. Uh, Keisuke Okuda. <laughs> uh, let's see, DDT News. Uh, Yusuke Okada set to challenge uh, Yuki Oeno for the Universal title, so Yeehaw, very excited for that. All Japan News, also what we probably should have talked about last week, but I forgot to even put it on the dock, is uh, Champions Carnival. Dates have been announced, and it's going to run from April 9th to May 3rd. And the participants are going to be announced at tomorrow's Cork and All show. So when we talk about that show, we can talk about the entrance. Considering what happened on one of the late, like the latest shows in uh, Shima defeating Yomoto to become the new Old Japan mm-hmm. Junior Heavyweight Champion. And I, he already pretty much mentioned, again, like, I think it's the second time he's mentioned that he's going to bring T-Hawk and Al Lindemann in. So I'd pretty, I think it's a pretty safe bet that T-Hawk's going to be in Champions Carnival. Yeah. But uh, Shima's first challenger is going to be Izanagi. But it seems like uh, Carlos Sato seems to be in the works, too, to be challenging him after the fact. Here's some kind of negative news. Uh, Hiromu is out for New Japan with a, well, was originally reported as a shoulder injury. He missed, like, one show. But it was announced today that it's a pec injury, and he's going to be out around six months-ish. So, obviously, that's terrible news. My interest in New Japan went just My interest is actually at, like, fucking zero right now. Can you, like... We talked about, oh, I guess we'll talk about this in a second, but yeah, Naito also. Yeah, yeah so Naito's also injured. Working hurt. But um, he, they pretty much said that he's going to be working Castle Attack still anyway. <sighs> but let's talk about that later. Let's talk about Hiromu right now because okay. ELP's is going to win this belt now for sure. This is his division now, and I really hate that so much. Like, we were just ragging on the, new, the junior division last this one was two. so funny to me. And I guess God was like, oh, fuck, well, you, you, you want to complain now? Well, I'll give you something to fucking complain about. This is why I'm going to beat that old-ass man up there. Like, Hiromu was the only reason I even watched Best of Super Juniors last year, because the field... The field was okay. There was good guys in it, obviously, but I'm like, Hiromu was the only one in that field even having any kind of great matches, or at least every one of his was just about. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, a couple, but... Uh, I don't know. This division is... Our, the, the division was already Hiromu's division to begin with. This is, that's the problem. And now... That's the problem. You're gonna with have him gone, to, there's nothing. Yeah, that's, you're literally going to have to like boost someone up really quick because you're not going to have him for six months. That's completely devastating to your booking in general and just... Uh, I mean, we already knew ELP's, you know, his little comeuppance was pretty much here, sadly. But now it's like, who's next? Is it Despy, where he should be, or <laughs> it's just like this? I Who honest, is it? honestly, I just, until they figure it out, like I have no interest in this junior division at all yeah, anymore. I don't care. My hope, apparently, like, after, with Hiromu being injured, they're obviously not going to do the junior tag title match with uh, him and Bushi versus uh, yeah. Bullet Club. Something like a Suzuki Gun. Yeah, Suzuki Gun's going to challenge. So wow. Hopefully, Suzuki Gun wins, and we at least have that division kind of doing stuff. They just lost them, didn't they? Yeah, they did, but I don't, I don't care. I know. Those belts don't mean shit, so... If is going to win the junior title, I need something in that division to make True. me care about, so I want Suzuki Gun to win and do something. Like, there's not a whole lot of teams in the division anyway, because like, it's really just like Wato and Taguchi again, or Wato and Sho. That's about it. Oh, God. And then Bull Club, obviously. That's the whole problem with the New Japan's junior division right now, so it's kind of... Why the hell ain't you been building no, Wato? That's, yeah, that's a whole other thing, but it's like there's, there's no depth in that division, and they're not going to get any juniors anytime or no foreigners. foreigners anytime soon. So I mean, Leo Rush just had his kid, so maybe he'll, he'll be willing to fly to Japan finally. 
I mean, he'd been teasing it for a while, so I'm like... But even then, it's like, one guy, it's not going to fix it. Like, I've seen a lot of people yeah, say, like, guy, oh, bring in Dragon Lee, and I'm like, that'll help for a little bit, but it's not going to fix the division. I was going to say, Dragon Lee would would be a, like, not permanent fix, obviously, but just a temporary fix. It's just not going to work out. You need you you need some other dance partners there. <clears throat> My hope is, one, like I said, I want Suzuki going to win the tag title, so we have that going but at the same time, you need to elevate somebody. Like that's my whole thing. Is like obviously Hiromu like can hurt and like really hurts the division a lot. But you need to take advantage of this while he's away to actually build somebody. I don't honestly at this point I don't care who it is as long as it's not ELP because ELP is fucking trash. But that's yeah. The problem is it's gonna be ELP because it's ghetto and I know how he books. I'm sorry if you care. That's good for you, but that's just. No, he's awful. <laughs> and I thought ELP was going to beat Haramu anyway, so mm-hmm. this isn't going to change the booking at all. Like, if anything, it's going to change the it's junior the tag person. title. Yeah, and then, yeah. That's really what the only booking that's probably going to change that much, because if I had to bet on this right now, I think they're going to do Bushi and ELP at Castle Attack. And on, for whoever wins the belt, or like whoever wins that, wins the title. I've seen people, some people suggest that uh, you just don't crown anyone yet and have basically do best of Super Juniors and whoever wins that wins the belt. You could do that. I've also seen people suggest you do like a little like mini tournament before Soccer Genesis, like do like a little four man thing, mm. and have the winner of that like face off at Soccer Genesis. Like do if you did something like that, it would probably be like Bushi and oh not Bushi, uh, something like Bushi and Show versus ELP. No ELP and I don't know. It's like ELP Show Despy and Bushi. Like either way, I think Bushi's gonna be involved. However, they set up this because you got the whole built in story with Hiromu. Wanting or Bushi wanted to help, they basically since he's connected to Hiromu. So I think I think Bushi's gonna be the term like part of whatever decision they make. Especially because like even like after he beat Wato, he was pretty much saying like he wanted to like win Best Super Junior so he could face Hiromu, and and now he's got a story where he wants to hold the belt for Hiromu to come back and face him and all that shit. So the thing is, they got all that story, but they're not gonna go with Bushi. They don't <laughs> care about story, fuck. But look, they want ELP to be champion. They clearly don't give two shits about any kind of wrestling ability, so. But um, best case scenario, Hormu is back in six months. Let's hope. You have ELP hold the belt till then, and then you have Hormu walk out, power struggle, king of pro wrestling, whatever, what have you. Challenge ELP for Wrestle Kingdom, and we're running that match back. Hopefully better the second time. No. Probably won't be, but that's probably what's going to happen, I think. But like I said, I would really like them just to build someone else up instead. This is forcing them to. This is literally what had to force them to possibly build someone. Who knows? They may not even do it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going know. to, to be honest. I don't know. It'll be a temporary star. <laughs> this is like your perfect time to get show to be a star. Just be. I personally don't think it happened, but just because I saw so many people who wanted show to win the title, I'm like, why don't you just work with him? He doesn't have to win, but. Oh, if you want to like, if you want to build someone else, I'd go with show right now. Yeah, I'm like. But they're not gonna do it. I know. Like, before all this happened, my kind of what I was thinking was. Uh, ELP was going to win the title for Hiromu. Show was going to win Best Super Juniors and then lose to ELP at Dominion. Now, I'll tell you like what I said. What I think is going to happen is ELP is just going to hold the belt until Hiromu's healthy and they're going to run that back across the kingdom. Child, I ain't watching no junior match. Let's go. What I would like to happen is ELP wins the belt. Despy wins Best Super Juniors and then Despy beats ELP at Dominion and then he holds the belt until Hiromu comes back and then oh, you got that built-in please. feud once Hiromu comes back. So that's what I'd like to see, because I've accomplished two things. I don't even need Hiromu to win that, either. Yeah, exactly. Cause if you... I would love for Despi to beat him, to be honest, so they can finally, yeah. 
But yeah, it's like that that accomplishes two things. It gives you that ELP title ring get at once. And it gives Despy a accolade, both winning Best Super Juniors and winning the title, and potentially building him up as a star for when Hiroma comes back. And then you got, there you go. It's simple. But they're not going to do it. So. I know, so sorry. But what's well, one injury to talk about? Let's talk about the second injury. It's Naito. This is very concerning. <laughs> Extremely concerning for New Japan. I think Naito is definitely going to work the match. Oh, for sure. I think a guy had originally expected Naito to win. I think that's a little more in doubt now. Because, like, it would be kind of fucked up to have Ibushi lose to a one-legged man right now. I don't care. He can lose the damn thing and then just put the title up. At least it'd be separated. Mm-hmm. So. And I think it depends on if Naito, like, how actually injured he is. Like, I think 100% of the reason he's even working this shit, if you want Naito's a workaholic and he's going to do it anyway. But also, with Hiromu gone, that's a semi-main event gone. They can't lose their main event, too, for night two. They'd be, ooh, I don't even know what the fuck they would possibly do. So that's that's really what it is. So I'm going to be curious. He's, he's going to work that show. My, my What I'm curious about is, one, if, one, if he wins. And two, how long it goes. How does he look in the match? Like, I'm a little scared. I'm a little worried I about really him. I really do not want... We all know that they put Naito in, like, 20-minute... Or 20-plus minute matches, so I'm a little concerned. I don't want it to go that long, but it's like it's the New Japan main event. And, yeah, I don't... I'm worried. But if they're going to do... Like, if they're gonna, they are going to have Naito win... Yeah, like I, think, I think it actually does hurt Ibushi a little bit now. But at the same time, it's a perfect excuse to give him a V-Zero reign with IC title 2. Because you have the built-in excuse that the person just took advantage of his knees and and he lost that way. So whenever Naito is back, you can come back, run it back for the IC title. But I kind of think Ibushi's just going to win now. But Which sucks, but... It's just... LIJ is fucked now, man. I was going to say, I'm like, if Naito does if end Naito, up having you know, to take off significant amount of time, you're fucked. Like, you're literally fucked. You're basically they gotta the top get two dudes in the faction and... Naito being pretty much like the top guy, and it's like Naito and Hiromu are two top guys in the company. Yeah. Period, and they're in the exactly. same faction. And you drop, you lose both of them. You all, you, you have Shingo, Sonata, and Bushi. That's not looking too good. And no, I think Shingo's gonna win the New Japan Cup, so that's at least gonna give something for LIJ fans. But I don't know, man. We'll talk about that closer, but. Here's that's one shot that is gone of uh, separating these belts, and I think there's only one more shot really, and it's New Japan Cup. Otherwise, we're stuck with double belts for the rest of the year at least. I can't do it anymore. I want to go on. But I was talking with someone earlier, and I was like, "There's only two people right now. Like, if Naito's not the one to do it, there's only two people I could believe that would take the double it. belts away from Ibushi. Well, one J or something. That's what I want." <laughs> Literally, like Jay's the only person in, like that could potentially win New Japan Cup that I'd actually care about, honestly. Pretty much at this point, yeah. I don't really care about many other people that are potentially going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Jay is literally it. I don't really care how anyone feels about Jay. He's probably he's the character I care about the most. So I'll say with Naito and Haruma both out, that's for fucking sure, definitely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, um, only other person I could see splitting the belts off from Ibushi is Okada. Because he, mm, he mentioned true. many times he does not want that IC belt. So he could just win New Japan Cup and then beat Ibushi only for the 
IWGP. I don't know if I want that all over again. And the only other guy I could think of is Osprey, if they want to go with Shock no, shut, with that. Shut up, please. But quiet. I don't think that's happening anyway, because I don't think Ibushi's going to drop the IWGP until Dominion, at least. Yeah, he's going to have it for a little bit. Not, like, super long, but he's going to have it for a little bit. So whoever he faces at Super, or yeah, Super Jacob, after, after any Japan Cup, is this going to be a filler defense anyway? Unless it's Okada or Osprey? They're the only ones I could believe beating him right now. Other than Naito, but that's not happening now, probably. But spend a little bit more time on that than I expected to. So, yeah, um, we're going to spend more time on that prior to damn shows. <laughs> Let's get into what's airing this week. Decent amount. Not a whole lot of important stuff, but it's definitely a lot of stuff. Let's see, uh, DT aired live on Wrestle Universe February 20th. Uh, TJPW aired live on Wrestle Universe February 20th and 21st, which is the shows we're going to talk about. Uh, Gambare aired live on Wrestle Universe February 21st. Uh, Dragon Gate aired live on Dragon Gate Network February 21st. I think I saw they were doing a um, triple, not tri- triple, <laughs> what the fuck is Triangle Gate, the Triangle Gate uh, number one contender tournament right now, but I haven't checked those out yet. Uh, New Japan airs uh, Road 2 shows live New, New, uh, on New Japan World February 22nd and 24th, and then Castle Tack is live on February 27th and 28th. Basara, January 26th, aired on Nico February 22nd. Famo Star, January 30th, aired on Nico February 22nd. The Damnation Produce, number three, airs on Wrestle Universe, February 22nd. I think it's like later tonight, technically, so technically February 23rd. Uh, All Japan airs live on All Japan TV, February 23rd. It's a Cork and All show, features uh, Kohei Sato challenging for the Triple Crown, and uh, Daisuke Sakamoto and Abdullah Kabayashi challenging for the tag titles. Uh, Dragon Gate airs live on Dragon Gate Network, February 23rd and 26th. Stardom has shows February 23rd, 27th, and 28th. Uh, two Noah shows are hitting Marshall Universe February 24th and 26th. Uh, Big Japan's airs on uh, February 20th. Or Big Japan's February 19th show airs on Samurai February 25th. And DT is going to air live on Wrestle Universe February 27th. Cork and Hall show with the main event of uh, Shimakatsumato defending the extreme title against Mao. Uh, for weekly airings, uh, New Japan Strong Friday at 10. This is the big uh, Mox versus Kenta US title match. Finally, it's been 84 years. So hopefully Kenta wins and brings I that belt back to Japan. Oh God, if he doesn't win, it won't surprise me either way. To be honest, like I think people are too like yeah, I know are too like dead set on Kenta winning. He probably is, but I could definitely see it either way. I uh, see Impact Tuesday at eight Eastern. Uh, Kimberly and Susan versus Jordan Grace and Jazz. Uh, Cody Deaner versus Jake something in a tables match. This one's an interesting one. Uh, Willie Mack, Trey Miguel, and John Josh Alexander versus Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Taurus. <laughs> Wait, did we talk about why that's happening with Ace and like all Oh, I them? forgot why. Yeah, we actually watch Impact. Um, oh, I guess we can talk about when we get to that. I guess yeah. we can. I don't have a lot to say about it, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, the AEW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage versus Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Hangman Page versus Isaiah Cassidy. John Maxley. Yeah, John Maxley. John Max. Moxley versus uh, <laughs> Ryan Nemeth. And Ray Fenix versus Lance Archer. Where's Puck? It's uh, AEW Revolution ladder match qualifier. Where's Puck? Uh, NXT Wednesday at 8. I didn't even look mm-hmm. up what's... So I don't, I don't think there probably is not. anything. <laughs> and uh, MLW this Wednesday at 8 or oh. 7 is just, uh, they're just running old matches again. It's against MLW Underground. That. But that's it for all the airing. So let's get through with the uh, one wrestling roundup, which is 
us just talking about everything else we watched this week that wasn't for one of the main topics. Uh, kick it off with AEW Dynamite from February 17th, and I thought it was a pretty good episode of Dynamite, actually. Like, the only thing I'd say was particularly bad or dumb was, like, Kenny going to a fucking daycare for a segment in the middle of a pandemic in Florida. Like, and none of the adults were wearing masks either. But uh, this country's just pretending this thing doesn't exist, so it is what it is. I can't even be mad about it anymore. But, yeah, Kenny uh, potentially spending COVID to kids. That's nice. And then... Love that. Uh, but as far as the show itself, uh, women's tournament match pretty great, I think. Yes. Like, it's awesome to see Riho back. Fucking Luther went crazy in a two-minute match with the Orange Cassidy. I love that shit. Uh, let's see, tag title match pretty good. Like, most I've enjoyed a Bucks match it's in a while. It's because of Proud and Powerful. Yeah, they've so. seen Pete, uh, Proud and Powerful actually doing something Ooh, for once ruled. That's it. I'm like, this is literally, they could have been doing stuff before, but no, you had to be fucking stupid and just fucking stick them backstage and shit. I'm like, they should literally be wrestling almost all the time. And this is literally their first title match. I know. Yeah, when they like, said what the fuck that, is I, that, I was literally just like, are you fucking kidding me? Their first title match? And they've been here since, what, basically like the beginning. They, pretty much since the beginning, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's and sad. They're like one of the best tag teams in the fucking division. And like, they don't do anything. They're just there to be like fourth fiddle to fucking inner circle. They're bullshit. literally, pl- so- yeah, they're literally playing, uh, yeah, fourth fiddle to fucking Chris Jericho and MJF. Not even a real tag team, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another tag match on that show was like pretty much like the best FTR match I've like so far in AEW, I think. It was like them facing uh, the Seidel brothers. Like It wasn't anything like crazy, I don't think, but it was still like probably the best I've seen them because they were just... They weren't doing... Well, one of the way they weren't doing all the metal drama shit they were doing during the Bucks and Kenny and all that shit, but I don't know. I just enjoyed it a lot. Uh, the main event was just a car crash, like the Kenta tag, but I don't think it was quite as good as that one, but I think it was still pretty fun all the same. Like Lance was fucking going crazy. <laughs> And, um, oh, I did want to shout out the, oh, I forgot, I, even meant, I didn't even mention on here, fucking Sting took a bump. Giant. Oh, shit, that's right, he took a big old power bomb. That was fucking, like, that I did not expect sick. that. And I did love, uh, in that little segment, Taz's line, because, like, Ricky Starts couldn't come because of all, like, the weather in Texas. And I like how he blamed it on fucking Sting's snow <laughs> for his injuries. That was great. That, that was, was a, honestly really well That was a really funny line. I, I'll give him that. Uh, I'd say more AEW. Talk about the women's first round for the Japanese side. Um, first match was uh, Mace Rogue versus Yuka Sakazaki, and I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, May had a really great showing. I think Yuka definitely has better in her, and I think she'll probably have a better match tonight with Emmy. But oh, yeah, I it's still it was a fun match. match. But yeah, definitely it was more of um, a show out for May, which you know, which is always great. Yeah, it's like I think everything on this show is pretty good. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I honestly think the whole episode was worth the watch. It was kind of fun, like all my. Like, pretty much my whole time on people watching the show. And like, oh, it was so fun. That, that was, night was so fun. Mm-hmm. That was, like, <laughs> well, except, saying the same tweet. Like, oh, I'm actually watching AEW for once. Like, probably, like, 20 like, people. I'm like, okay, up. we get it. But, yeah, it was just a nice uh, little thing for all uh, Joshi fans to just all watch the same show live for once. Because it's pretty rare sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, second match was at Emmy Sakura versus Venny, and that was just fucking sick. I love this that match, match so much. That match was so fucking good. Like, if you watch anything from this, I definitely recommend going out of your way That's to check that out. That's 100% a recommendation. I, I love the hell out of this match. They, they got me each and every time on any kind of near fall. I was just like, you. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I was like, they almost had me this. several times if Venny was going to win, but unfortunately she didn't. All the fucking AEW people went through, so shocker. Uh, third match was uh, Makita versus Ryo Mizunami. Ryo won. Uh, some really good shit, too. Like, the finishing move Ryo used was sick as hell. I, forgot, I don't even know what, forget what it was exactly. I forgot, but yeah. It was so good. Like, 
And it was just funny. Everyone, everyone's reaction to Maki losing was just pretty much what I expected it to be. So literally, AEW fans who had seen Maki like once were like, "Why did she lose?" I'm like, "You know, this is kind of her shtick. This is like her story, right?" Like, <laughs> it, was just fun- it just always makes me laugh. Uh, I thought it was really funny. Like, even like watching like how many people were watching it live. It get dipped as soon as she lost. I was like, "Well, boo boo." And uh, the main event was uh, Rin Katakura facing Nacho Kong and. Rain actually lasted longer than I expected she would against Kong, so that was kind of cool. I was shocked. Let's see. Uh, talk a lot about Elimination Chamber real quick, and then we'll talk about Tokyo Joshi. But not a whole lot to say about Elimination Chamber, really. I mean, the show kind of sucked, but the SmackDown Chamber was pretty good, at least. I, I really enjoyed that. And I actually kind of liked Daniel Bryan getting squashed by women a little bit. Like, it was pretty cool. Like, you had a little hope spot for him really quickly, walking into the LaBelle lock. But then um, Roman just beat the shit out of him in the face and got his own lock in and won. And then out came Edge, so that was the title match for uh, Mania, and I have no hope that Edge isn't going to win, so it would be the most O'Day thing ever for them to put over another old it's guy again. It's a year of old men, so let's let's go. I mean, Edge isn't old. He's At least he'd be the youngest, I think, out Probably. of like, all of them so far, so. <laughs> and, uh, well, they put the U.S. belt on the alleged rapist. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drew retained only to get murked by Bobby Lashley and dro- drop the title to Miz. Uh, that was fucking great. Um, so I guess we're going to go to Drew and Bobby for Mania once we figure out who. Someone's going to win the belt off Miz, and there you I go. I think it's Lashley. That's what I'm thinking, because it seems like MVP made a deal with Miz, and I'm assuming it's like, oh, we'll help you win if you give us a title shot, and then Bobby's just going to squash him. Probably tonight. It wouldn't surprise me if they just do I'm it tonight. I'm absolutely calling it tonight. Or at least fast lane, I guess. Or fast lane, yeah, I can see that. Cause uh, probably have Bad Bunny cost uh, Miz the title and set up that tag t- or that title match, for, or not title match, but that little tag between like Morrison and Miz versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Let's see. And do you have anything to say about Bloodsport? Really? Like I wasn't paying attention to it when you we were watching it. No. Um. Um. Rocky and Grimm went way too long. I don't even know what the actual time was. It just felt like it went for 20 years, so there's that. Yeah, <laughs> Everything else was like... Yeah, I wasn't paying full attention to it, but Coughlin and uh, Royce Isaac seemed pretty good. I was not paying attention when you were watching I, it. I like Royce's uh, gear. I remember mm-hmm. that. I say Coughlin looked pretty... I think he looked pretty good. He looked, he looked, yeah, so. say he looked good on both nights. I'm excited for him to finally show back up on Strong, or... God, please. If they're going to let him geez. work Indies... Which I hey, I'm down for that if they want to let him do that. Since they let Narita do it for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, last show we're talking about is the Tokyo Joshi uh, February 11th Corkin. And I really kind of wish we had talking like gotten yeah. to talk about this on the show <laughs> last week, but uh, just didn't have the time to watch it because man's like one of my favorite shows this year so mm-hmm. far. And if it had been on like the main topic last week, I probably would have took more notes on it. But uh, overall thoughts, I thought the main event was some really good shit. Great leg work from uh, Tatsunami. Shamamain was good as well and just took a bit to get going because it was started off a little comedy stuff. But I'm like a Typer Masao. I didn't really expect much else and had Typer or what was it, Shin Ultra Shoko. Yeah, Shin Ultra Shoko. But I don't think, her last appearance. Mm-hmm. I don't think the comedy stuff hurt it or anything. It just the back half of the match kicked ass in there, which it had been the whole thing. It depends if you like the Masao shit. It fit perfectly on a. Yeah, like it fit perfectly on a Tokyo Joshi show. It's just, I, don't, I think it. Didn't make it a great match. It could have been better if they mm-hmm. cut that out. I'll talk about their match later. I say we'll talk about their <laughs> tournament match, but uh, 
uh, Mariah and Kamiyu was like the best match for your time this year, I think. Mm. Like sub 10 minutes, and it was fucking great. Like one of my favorite matches this year, to be honest. Like Kamiyu just beating the living shit out of this girl, fucking crushing her with a fucking briefcase on her head. Like, Dog, she was going ham with that briefcase. She's such an asshole now. <laughs> I love it. She's like, she's the mean, pretty girl, and she does it very well. I was just like, what the fuck? Who is this? Mm. And I'm going to miss uh, Old McDonald, but I think her new music fits. I like her new music. I like, I really, yeah, I like perfectly. her, and it fits her new attitude and everything, so. I'm I'm really enjoying fucking Kami right now. Yeah, she's great. Uh, New Bishigun versus Maki mm. and me with great stuff, and the undercard was super fun too. Like I'd I'd highly recommend the show if you're a Joshi fan and haven't watched it yet. Definitely like so far like my, one of my favorite shows or yeah, shows far. of the year, like yeah. top to bottom. But uh, let's get into the uh, shows we're gonna talk about. Since we're talking about Tokyo Joshi, let's just go ahead and go, go ahead, talk okay. about the tournaments. Okay. Uh, first show we're gonna talk about is the Tokyo Joshi 2021 winner. Lovers Day 5 from February 20th. It has the uh, first round matches of the Max Heart Tournament. Well, it's technically a uh, Futari Wild Princess Max Heart Tournament. Uh, first match, well, overall, I thought it was a pretty fun show. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't think it reached the heights of that Corgan Hall show, but I mean, like, it's a little... I was going to say, but, it's a tag tournament, so I mean... It's, it's first round, yeah. and, and they're like, it's a, like a single cam show, and not it's not meant to be anything spectacular, but... Exactly. I still had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, first match was uh, Yuki Kamafuku and Mahiro Kiryu defeating Moka Miyamoto and Risu Endo in 9:38, and that was a pretty fun rookie tag. Uh, had to have hard to have really a strong take on it, but I do like we already mentioned before. Like I love how Kami just gets a belt, new music, and just starts being a dickhead in matches. <laughs> like her and Ka- Mahiro, uh, Mahiryu were just bullying poor Miyamoto. And, well, I mean, they're bullying Risu too, but. They were both just being such assholes, and I loved it. That's literally going to be the fucking topic of um, the tag tournament, at least for this day, mostly, is that the young girls get bullied. <laughs> like, in most of the matches, you'll notice, like, the younger people just getting their ass beat by, you know, whoever it may be. So, I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. But, I mean, I like this. But, yeah, not a whole lot to say overall about it. But, I mean, Kamu is still great here, so there you go. And I did like, like, overall in this show, like, all the matches were kept pretty tight, pretty short. Mm. So, like, the show itself, like, even the match, like, the show length, like, a It's like an hour, hour 44. 45. I think yeah. both were actually just about the same, um, same, same total length time. And if you only want to watch the matches, you can cut out a lot of that time. Like, first night starts yeah, off with an Up Up Girls tournament, or Up Up Girls concert. Did, yeah. They both did, yeah. And if you want to skip that... We only did it because of time, because we were trying to cut and fix... We, we waited. were trying to watch Elimination Chamber, and we had to cut because we were at the gym for yeah. too long. Yeah, we, that's really the problem, is we went to the gym for too long, so we kind of got fucked we on gonna time. We were going to watch both shows yesterday, but yeah. Didn't happen, Didn't but... Happen anyways. But we had an excuse to miss the Up Up Girls concert, but if you don't, I recommend checking it out, because it's always a fun way to kick off Tokyo Joshi shows, but like I said, this show is uh, pretty well for time. Second match was uh, Riga Tatsumi and Miyu Watanabe defeating uh, Pam Harajuku and Haruno Neko in 10.56. Uh, I thought Daydream were pretty awesome in this. Uh, Neko didn't do a whole lot for me, but not mm-hmm. like she had much of a chance to because like, the entire first half of the match was just Neko getting dominated by Daydream. Uh, she did the job that was asked of her, so I can't really complain too much. Uh, Pam did some pretty good uh, leg selling after Tatsumi started targeting it. It, it was a decent little match, but yeah, like Pam... Like, as far as her side, I think Palm kind of did all the heavy lifting, but she's been improving a lot. I've really enjoyed her stuff so far, and then Daydream's, like, one of the best teams in the yeah, division, I was so. Say, I was going to say, Daydream literally is, 
like one of the best. So not really surprised there, but yeah, I thought I definitely think Palm has improved, especially since I started watching. Like she's definitely stepped up her game. But that's been a lot of the wrestlers in Tokyo Joshi. Um, yeah, Neko doesn't do a whole lot for me in general, anyways. So it was like whatever. But like you said, she was pretty much getting her ass kicked, so it didn't really matter that much. But yeah, I thought overall it was a it was a pretty decent match. Uh, next match was a non-tournament match, uh, six uh, eight man. Uh, Miyu Yamashita, Maki Ito, Shoko Nagajima, and Hyper Masao defeated Hikari Noah, Sena Shiori, Mariah Mayumi, and Suzume in 908. And I don't, I forget who books Tokyo Joshi, but I just want to thank them for making a team specifically for me. Hikari's my girl, <laughs> and Sena is like the rookie I like the most right now, so putting them together is perfect for me. I don't have much to say about the match itself. but it, It's a is... multi-person tag, so I mean, it's really more comedy shit than anything <laughs> yeah i didn't really take a whole lot either but yeah it that's fine yeah, it's match. fine uh so next match another tournament match neobishiki gun saki sama and may saint michelle defeated marika kobashi and raku in 1125 uh seemed like the uh, theme of this whole tournament like she mentioned before was just veterans <laughs> bullying the younger teams uh this had some of that like whenever saki sama was in the match he's just gonna be a bully regardless and it was uh here where we kind of started to depart from that kind of theme though since raku is like far from a rookie and you had her and May just being idiots and like dancing in the ring and doing all this stupid shit together. And God. I really love May Saint Michelle, man. I, I wonder where Saki Sama hired her from. Like, did she get it from some forest or find her in a forest or something like that? Oh, did they actually explain where she found I her? I thought they did, but I don't remember. It's been a while, so but, I don't uh, quite remember. I will say, uh, Saki Sama is a great recruiter. Yes, had, uh, she is. Original Masao, or not original Masao, but Masao all caps. Uh, you had uh, fuck. Uh, what's her fucking name? Uh, who was the fucking, um, I can't remember her name. I, oh my God. You, you weren't watching really when That's she was around. I, was like, oh. I, I can't remember what her name was. Like the original Bishiki Gun, Neo Bishiki Gun. I don't remember. <laughs> but she, anyway, every new Bishiki Gun tag team is fucking great. Yes. So that's really what I'm trying to say. Agreed. But no, yeah, I enjoyed this match too. Yeah, this was definitely a lot of fun too. Um, May was definitely the highlight, but you know, even though Saki was great too, can't forget Saki Sama. Um, but yeah, I think everyone worked well here. I thought it was, it's pretty much what I expected from it. So, it's which is not a bad thing. Uh, next match is the main event: Bakuret Sisters, Nodoka Tenma, and Yuki Aino defeated Magical Sugar Rabbits, Yuka Sakazaki, and Mizuki in thirteen oh nine. And I was really surprised to see Sugar Rabbits go out in the first round mentioned on last week's episode that they were my pick to go into the finals at least or set up a title shot by pinning the mm-hmm. champs here. Clearly, that didn't happen. <laughs> and it makes sense with who did, in fact, eliminate Baccarat's sisters on the next night. Uh, match itself, I went and expected something great. I don't think we got that, but it was still pretty awesome. Like, I enjoyed this a lot. Especially, like, the final third, including, like, Mizuki's sick double dr- double stomp on Tenma in the corner. But, yeah, I'm kind of surprised about the result, but makes sense, I guess, considering what's next. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the result itself was just was kind of a surprise. It was one of those that I was kind of like 50-50 on. I was like, I wasn't sure if they wanted Magical Sugar Rabbits to go out so early or if they wanted, you know, their tag champs to be out early. But I guess they went with the tag champs staying for now. Um, but yeah, I thought overall the match was, was pretty good. Um, like I said, I, I didn't take a whole lot of fucking notes for the shows. <laughs> I didn't take a lot of notes for any shows. So sorry, guys, if I like fucking don't say much. But yeah, it's pretty good. I uh, saying, next show is also uh, TJ, Tokyo Joshi 2021, Winter Lovers, Day 6, from February 21st. 
Uh, first match is a quarterfinal match in the tournament. Uh, Sana Shiori and Hikari Noah defeated Mahiro Kuryu and Yuki Kamafuku in 8:55, and my girl Hikari got that win. She should have been over. It should have been over Kamiyu instead, but still, give my girl a title shot right now. Hell, have her win the belt. But no, nah, Hikari going to stop. Uh, this is really good shit. Like Hikari going to stop uh, Kamiyu's finger, like stomp Kamiyu's fingers, fingers. But Kamiyu like just punching her when she jumped up to do it. Ruled and. I don't know, like, overall, like, I really just came away thinking about how great Kamiyu has, like, become lately. We, like, we've pretty much been praising her this whole show so far, really, but... I mean... But, like, really, she was, like, one of the best people in the match, and it was a pretty good one, overall. And also, I think, uh, Hikari and, uh, Sena had, uh, some pretty good tag team moves here at the end. And I know they kind of already did this match at the, um, when they were crowning the new champion, uh, last year with, uh, Hikari versus Yuki, but... I would love to see that run back, <laughs> just because I'm one, become a Hakari fan. But also, I think it's gonna be a much better match this time, just because of uh, Kamiyu's new uh, attitude and just even like in these past like what like three months, it was like November. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, like just these past three months, like Kamiyu looks like a completely different person than she was last year. Like attitude, appearance, wrestling in general. Like throw her in and get like a like a fresh matchup with Hakari, give him a little more time. I'd be very hyped for that title match. That's for sure. And I was going to say, and I even liked their match back in November, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it would definitely be a lot better now. Just with, um, honestly, both of their growths, but definitely with Kamiyu's growth. Um, But yeah, I thought this was fun, and I was really happy that uh, Sana and Hikari won. Like I said, I kind of, I wish Hikari did end up pinning Kamiyu, but that didn't didn't happen, but I mean. (laughs) um, Yeah, that's... I forgot what I was gonna say anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Second, second match was uh, another quarterfinal match. Uh, Neo Bishikigun, May Saint Michelle, and Takisama defeated Tuzume and Mariah Mayumi in 1428. Uh, got back to the tournament theme of bullying here with uh, Bishikigun attacking Mariah on the outside, and I like how everyone's like starting to scout out May's uh, little tray so they don't get hit with it the first time, but they usually end up getting like eating the tray anyway eventually in the match. Uh, Mariah going full powerhouse. Talking someone's pretty awesome, and yeah, so overall, uh, just another match I enjoyed. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It was just, just usual Tokyo Joshi shit. That was always a fun show to watch. I was gonna say I'm pretty much in the same wavelength here. Good match. Um, I do like that the wrestlers pretty much are expecting the tray spot now. It really, <laughs> it's so funny. But then even by the end of it, that they usually still end up getting hit by the tray, so it doesn't really matter in the long run. So. Yeah, like that back bump Susan May took on that was pretty rough, Dude. too. Dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Next match was a non-tournament match. Mitsuki, Yuka Sakazaki, Moka Miyamoto, and Risu Endo defeated Marika Kobashi, Raku, Palm, Harjuku, and Haruna Neka in 8.43. And that was a fine little eight-man tag and not much to say about it. Though I did like the like the losing team, like, kicking off the match. Like, like them doing, like, a little pinwheel around the wrestlers and doing a pin attempt real quick. Like, oh, all four, okay. all eight of them. That was fucking <laughs> really cute. But... Yeah, not much to say about it, really. Yeah, I was going to say, again, it's one of those little we'll shove a multi-person tag in the middle of the show just to break everything up kind of match. But, mm. I mean, it was fine for what it was. It wasn't, was less than 10 minutes. I mean, you're, yeah. you're good. <laughs> Let's see, semifinal match. Also a tournament. Uh, Miyu Yamashita and Maki Ito defeated Rika Tatsumi and Miyu Watanabe in 1353. Uh, Miyu and Maki have a team name now. It's like one, one two, two, one million, million, million. one two million, yeah, something like that. But it's it's weird. It's literally one two and then one like 
the million in numbers, but, but they can't do that because of like Twitter's hashtag. Mm. But then I've seen it do like the, the number one, two in English, and then one thousand or one million. So I don't know, but you know what it is. They have a team name, so I guess they're sticking around for a little bit. But we'll talk about that once we talk about the semifinal or the yeah the semifinals and the finals. But as far as this match itself, it was just uh, it was nice to see daydream with opponents that can kind of work up to their level compared to the previous night. Uh, I was really enjoying Miu like the Miu and Miu. Why their names? Why their names got to be similar? I know. <laughs> but I love their segments. Like to the point, I had to look up well, cage match when the last time they've had a singles match was, and it was August 2019. And they've only faced each other in singles matches uh, one other time. And that was in 2018. So I kind of just need that match in 2021 in, in some tournament because like the current vision, versions of these two would just fucking kill it. I know it because in, in a singles match because. Miyu or Miyu Watanabe is just like on a whole different level than she was before, and uh, this match is pretty great. Best match of the tournament, I think. But I'd say Daydream were like we mentioned before. Daydream were probably like the best team in the tournament. So uh, them facing off with uh, Yamashita and Maki, so kind of expected something great, and we got it. And uh, Maki submitting uh, Rika was kind of surprising. I was so surprised. I saw no one talk about that. I was like. That's pretty big. Like, that's pretty huge for Maki. I mean, it'd be huge for anybody, but, you know. It kind of makes the um, rest of the tournament a little more intriguing, because if nothing else, Maki's got a title shot coming her way, it seems like. Or at like. least she should, yeah. And then, uh, main event, also a tournament match. Shoko Nakajima and Hyper Masao defeated Bakurat sisters, Nodoka Tenma and Yuki Aino in 1409, and uh, I thought it was a good main event. I think I actually preferred their Cork and Hall match, which is kind of surprising. Really? I kind of expected to like this one more just because it was normal Shoko here. I was the opposite. I mean, I liked them both about the same. Like, I think they were both decent matches, but nothing like to write home about. Mm. But yeah, with Shoko being the normal, I guess that's why they won. Like, it's only really the justif- justification I can think of for them to win here, but lose the match at Corkin. Like, I'm fine with the win though, and like maybe they'll win the match back again with just Which Shoko nice, being normal. Which is kind of weird, but I'm like, I wouldn't do that, but I'm like, they beat the champs, so they're probably going to. I know. That's but, the one thing that kind of, I was like, mm, okay. That was a little questionable with the uh, decision here. But, I mean, if it really was because Shoko's back to being Shoko, then whatever, I guess. Um, yeah, match itself was fine. I think I did like this one more than their than their Corican one. But, like you said, they were both kind of on the same, um, I guess, like playing field there. So I guess it depends on how much you like Masao, I guess, in her comedy stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> Let me not. I'm but, be attacked. Uh, we got the uh, semifinals and the finals set up now for uh, March 6th because everything has to be that week, apparently. Yep. But both the semifinals and finals are going to take place on the same day. Uh, first matchup is going to be Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita facing Hikari Noah and uh, uh, Sina Shiori. Uh, pretty obvious who's going to win that one. I think it's going to be Maki <laughs> and Miyu that are going to the finals. I um, love an upset, though. Oh, of course. It won't happen. And then the um, other semifinals are going to be uh, Shoko and Masao versus uh, Niobe Shikigun. That one is more interesting on That's who I think wins. I might... Mm. If Niobe Shikigun wins, I think they're winning the whole tournament. Mm. If uh, Shoko and Masao win, I think uh, Miyu and Maki are going to win the tournament. So that way you have two title challengers set up, like regardless. So you have uh, Shoko and Masao already getting a title shot because they beat Bakura Sisters in the tournament. And then you, if 
then you have whoever wins between uh, Miyubi Shigigun and Maki and Miyu. Whoever wins that goes to get, get the title shot by winning the tournament, I guess. But they just had uh, Maki and Miyu beat Miyubi Shigigun and Korkin. I doubt they'd do it again. So if Miyubi Shigigun goes to the finals, I think they're going to win the tournament. But I guess we'll find out. Either way, uh, pretty fun tournament so far. And honestly, Tokyo Joshi has been like one of my favorite promotions so far this year. Yep. <laughs> like, so far, it's pretty much Joshi and uh, Deathmatch, which we'll get to, that's just been kind of been carrying the year for me, like my favorite promotion so far. But speaking of Deathmatch, let's get into the last show we're going to talk about, and it is the Freedoms February 9th, or February 9th Corgan Hall show. Uh, that was a fucking great show. <laughs> I love, pretty love just about everything I watched. Mm. Um, first match was Gentaro and Dragon Libre. Defeating Tatahito Takaiwa and Brahma K in 77. Yeah, that's fine. Didn't really, don't really have a whole lot to say about it. You, you probably don't have things no. about it. <laughs> uh, second match, though. Uh, hardcore match. Uh, Kamui defeating Tomoya Hirata in 1059. And God, I just love hardcore Hirata. And like, in, <laughs> him in Deathmatch is hardcore, whatever it is. He's fucking awesome. Like him getting stabbed in the forehead by Kamui was so sick. Oh, that was so awesome. <laughs> and dude hit a killer spear on Kamui. I love when like, he's so good at spears. And, uh, that diving elbow with a chair he had on Kamui was awesome. And uh, at one point, Kamui was trying to put Harada through a table off the top rope. But Harada just picked up the table and hit him with it. <laughs> and then he went up to the top rope himself and put Kamui through the table with the Oklahoma Stampede off the apron. And then he, like, started beaming him in the head with fucking broken table pieces. Wouldn't be the first time that or the last time that happens on the show. And I don't know. I probably enjoyed this way more than I probably should have, but uh, I thought this match fucking ruled. Yeah, you pretty much said everything. Um, I enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it a little bit more than me, but overall, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Uh, second match, uh, Takashi Sasaki and Daisuke Masaoka defeated Yuya Susumu and Kengo in 10-22. Susumu making a return from Noah here. It's so weird <laughs> to see him here when he's been in Noah. I, saying, I don't I technically, I don't think he ever signed, so it's like he could, but I don't, I don't know. It was weird. I don't think you've watched a whole, like, if, a whole lot, if any, of his Freedom stuff, to be honest. I'm trying to think. Um, since we watched Freedoms at least with me a couple times. If you did, it was probably like a... So. Oh, I know. I think we watched one of his we matches watched? on a, for the show, because it was like, he used to be like one of the junior champions in Freedoms. Okay. And I think we watched that match. I was literally trying to remember. I was like, fuck, I don't even know. Yeah, I think that's when he lost the title. I think it was Kamui, actually. But yeah, I think we did watch that, but I don't remember. I don't think it was that good, honestly. But uh, as far as this match goes, uh, I thought it was solid enough, solid enough tag match. Uh, Masahoka was really the standout in the match. Like His bats of bits of uh, flashy offense, and thought he did a really good job getting his ass beat, too. Uh, but also, maybe it was his hair, because uh, he's the guy I had my eyes on the whole match. I know you commented on his hair when you first nice. saw him. He's pretty much had that hair since he came back from injury, so. I don't know how he keeps that shit up. That's a pain in the ass. It's pretty, but I want it now, so I'm like, and there's no way I could do that now. Well, this is funny. Kengo kind of had the same color hair, too, but it wasn't. I was going to say the same thing. I noticed that. <laughs> it wasn't as, like, bright as his was, but. His is fading. Faded, yeah. He needs to get some more color. But yeah, it was a solid enough match. Uh, second match, though. Uh, yes. Scramble-style tornado match for the King of Freedom's tag team titles. Uh. Unchained, Minoru Fujita, and Rina Yamashita defeated Los Nomadas, Mamoth Sasaki, and Violento Jack in 10 of 12. I uh, forgot this was Fujita we were talking about. because <laughs> You were like, why is she coming out with the... 
with the, the fucking elephant, elephant man. Mask. Yeah, Rina came out with an elephant mask, and I was like, oh, right. <laughs> it's Vegeta who wears masks to the ring very often. Um, but yeah, this match fucking ruled. Mm. Uh, Sasaki and Jack just no-selling kendo shots was awesome. Uh, leading to, like, the two making Vegeta, like, straddle it and go up and down, wrecking his balls. <laughs> and then, uh, then they started attacking Rina with the kendo stick, um... Then after that, like, no sell chops from Rena, only for Jack to, like, hit one chop and she goes down like a sack of bricks. Uh, Jack and Rena fighting on top of the ladder, only for Rena to suplex him off the top was a fucking awesome spot. And then in the end, uh, Fujita just snuck out the win, and that was a pretty great match, and so happy for Rena to get belted up here. Uh, another tag match on the show I definitely think was better than this, but I still think those are pretty great stuff, and happy for Rena to pick up the win. I was gonna say I thought overall it was pretty pretty good match, pretty fun match. Um, definitely was just super happy with the outcome. You know, with Rena getting uh, title and freedoms, that was pretty exciting. So, yeah, good good times to be had. Uh, Semi main event: uh, Bloody Human Crossing Death Match. Masashi Takeda and y- Takayuki Oeki from ERE defeated Unchained, Jun Kasai and Kenji Fukumoto in thirteen twenty eight. My favorite match of the night, that's for fucking sure. This was fucking nuts. Ueki was going crazy in this match. Like, I didn't watch a whole lot of his Big Japan stuff. I don't think anything of that really, like, got up to this level. Like, he's just going balls to the wall since joining Freedoms, and I'm super fucking hyped for his uh, title match. What, I forget when that is. I think it's next month against uh, Sugiura. But, uh, like I said, the match was crazy. Uh, Kasai and Takeda were, like, just beating each other in the head with wood. They're fucking insane. Uh... Fukumoto tried doing the same thing to Oeki with a wet floor sign, but he no-sold it completely. And then he tried to headbutt Fukumoto through a cinder block. Uh, Takeda wrapped barbed wire around his fist and just, like, punched Fukumoto repeatedly in the chest. Uh, Takeda tried to suplex Kasai onto a nail board, but instead ended up throwing it into Kasai, drop-kicked him, and then kneed the board into him in the corner. Uh, Unchained made a bit of a comeback, but then Ueki smashed Cinderblocks with a hammer over top of Fukumoto's head. Like, that spot was fucking nuts. Uh, Takeda hit a back elbow and locked on a submission to Kasai to get him out of the way so that Ueki could hit a diving headbutt through a Cinderblock off the top rope for a win. And, God, Ueki's fucking on some next-level <laughs> shit right now, man. I love him so much. I think you said it all there, buddy. Now let's get to the main event, a glass board and fluorescent light tubes. Alpha deathmatch for the King of Freedom's world title. Toro Sugiura successfully defended against Toshiyuki Sakuda in 1128. Uh, much like the first Takeda title defense for Sugiura, uh, this match ended earlier than it probably would have due to too much blood. At least this time it was Sugiura himself that was gushing and not his opponent. Crazy. But uh, much like the first Takeda match, I thought it was pretty great anyway, despite that. I had Sakuda just, like, stabbing him in the chest with saw blades, trying to hit a back drop through a light tube, but fa- failing to do so twice, and uh, beaming him in the head with a chair for Sakura just to no-sell it. Uh, Sakuda hit a fucking Canadian destroyer off the top rope through a pane of glass, and Sakura kicked out a one, which is where I think the blood really started going, so they kind of, like, rushed to the finish, but I thought it made the finishing sequence, uh, like, a lot more impactful with... Sugiura just, like, going crazy, like, balls to the wall to try and, like, knee him through his, uh, the light tubes, which is, like, one of his signature spots. And it was ridiculously cool. But, uh, like, the visual of Sugiura covered in blood was, like, awesome. Like, he, he, he was bleeding so much that it looked like Sakuda was covered in Sugiura's blood, too. It was insane. That was, like, the coolest visual, though. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was a fucking great match. I'm sure they have a better one in them. 
and uh Shizaki's legendary reign might have ended, but we still got Sugira, who I can pretty safely say right now is the greatest champion currently in Japan. And I, his next match against Ueki is going to be fucking nuts. So I can I just cannot wait. I know you're not happy about it. <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm thinking about go. I'm thinking of Hiromu. Oh yeah, Hiromu. Yeah. Oh my about go either. Fuck that bald old fucking man. I mean, put you in a retirement home myself. I mean, wrestling wise, I'd say. Herm's like one of the best, was one of the best champions, but his reign kind of sucked, so. Well, I'm just saying, like, they fed him shit opponents, like we were talking, like. Right, we, we getting, we're not talking more about this shit, sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll shut up. But, no, this Freedom Show is fucking awesome, definitely check it out if you're into death matches. I think the semi-main event with Unchained mm-hmm. versus uh, ERE was, like, the best match of the night. Probably followed by Sugiura and Sakuda, even though it was only, like, 11 and a half minutes. And then the uh, tag title match, third. But that is all we're going to talk about this week. But let's get into our matches of the week real quick. Let's see, my match of the week. My match of the week, I will say, is uh, Mariah Mayumi versus Yuki Kamafuku from the Tokyo Joshi mm-hmm. Corgan All Show. Uh, sec- uh, fuck, actually, no. My favorite match of the week would be that Unchained versus ZRE match. That'll probably be my number one. Mariah and. Yuki will probably be my number two. I'm going to pick a three or a tie for my number three just because I can't decide. And it's going to be Emi uh, Sakura and Veni and the uh, Sakuda Sugira title match. They'll be both tied for third. Do you have any ideas for your top this week? I don't know. Is Emmy and Veni's on it somewhere? Well, there's that, <laughs> at least. But uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, next week, our main topics will be All Japan's Cork and Hall Show, which takes place tomorrow, as of the day we're recording it, which has uh, Kohei Sato challenging for the Triple Crown and the uh, tag title match. Going to talk DT's Cork and Hall Show from the 27th, which is going to have Mao versus Shunma for the Extreme title. We'll maybe talk about the 23rd show, too, if we have time for it. And we're going to talk both nights of New Japan's Castle Attack. Ugh. God. But, uh, I'm plus, sorry. Plus, we're talking about whatever else we decide to watch that week. <laughs> so, check that shit out. Come back next week. Hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Taking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. But that's it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.